Welcome to the Healing Place podcast, a space filled with inspirational stories of hope, along with practical advice for your healing journey. Your host is Terry Welbrock, trauma warrior, writer, speaker, blogger, therapy dog handler, and founder of the Sammy's Bundles of Hope Project. As a survivor and a thriver, Terry's mission is to shine the light of hope into the world by interviewing insightful guests from across the globe. Please stay tuned at the end of today's interview as we honor our sponsors. The Healing Place podcast is a fiscally sponsored project of Fractured Atlas. Now, here's your host and trauma warrior, Terry Welbrock. Welcome, everybody, to the Healing Place podcast. I am your host, Terry Welbrock, and very excited to have with me today, Catherine Hughes. And I even forgot to say, you know, like how to introduce you. I have you as Parent-Child Trauma Resources Lead at Family Resources Center. Is that correct? No, actually, I don't work for the Family Resources Center, but they help me. Okay, Um, awesome. Yes, I have a lot of collaborators, um, and I basically pulled them together for the purposes of this pamphlet. Wonderful. So yeah, so you're the cre- you've created this pamphlet and yes. they they share it on their website. Yes, exactly. And they they helped uh, redesign it recently and and translate it into eight languages for which I'm eternally grateful. Wow, that's fantastic. So yeah, I'm going to um I'm going to pull up the share screen and we'll talk about it a little bit. Um hold on a second. Let me get to that. So this is amazing. And um, I read every word of it because, uh, yeah, I trauma is my uh, specialty. And it's what we talk about a lot on the Healing Place podcast. So this is just incredibly outstanding for, um, you know, it's really aimed towards parents and, and families who have been through trauma. Is that correct? Yes. And caregivers, grandparents and foster parents. Yes. Wonderful. So yes, yeah, so you don't want to talk to us about um, what it is, this brochure, what your goals are with, for this brochure. We need to build awareness among parents and caregivers about childhood trauma, what it looks like, and why you need to address it, why it's so important to address it. Um, so basically to build some awareness and also direct people to resources um, which they can pursue to learn more about trauma and to actually get the services that their children need to heal and become stronger. Um, I'm a, a, a clinical social worker and an attorney. And the first four years of my career, I, I um, represented women in domestic violence cases. Then I went back to social work. And for over 20 years, I've worked in juvenile court clinics, which are mental health clinics connected to the juvenile court. And we would write these extensive evaluations for the court regarding kids that that were not doing well. And we would interview the parents and the families and the people in the community who worked with the children. And I would go after the historical records, medical, social, uh, you know, counseling, school so that I would have a child's history and could better understand you know, what was happening now. And I would have crate loads of records, um, child welfare records, all kinds that would show me um, the layers 
of traumatic experiences that these children had had endured without any trauma-informed treatment. And it was heartbreaking. Um, and I did this for over 20 years. <laughs> and I realized that, you know, child welfare was not able to address this, that, you know, a, a, um, a, a violent boyfriend, for example, would leave the home after the child had witnessed violence, and they would close the case because it was no longer a crisis. It was no longer that they didn't think the child was in danger anymore. But clearly, the child needed, should have had some kind of support. Yes. <laughs> after that experience. And, and I would see this happening case you know, at every de developmental age of a child's life, there would be these events. And sometimes they were investigated and sometimes they weren't, but you would clearly see a pattern. And the only people who are going to be able to really intervene are parents because they care for their children. They love them. They want the best for them. Um, and so we, there's a lot of uh, training for adults and systems. And that is so important for, for uh, professionals, so important. But if we really want to make progress, we have to not be so afraid of talking to parents and find a way to help them understand, especially because of the intergenerational trauma. I really believe um, if we, we can focus on the children, we need to focus on the children and their safety and their healing. But my hope is that this will lead to the, the parents also considering their histories and what they've experienced and endured so that they can heal as well, because we know it's not just a child, it's a family. And that in order to really make progress, people have to understand what the issue is and, and think about where to go from here, to listen to your podcast and learn more about healing. <laughs> yes, I go, thank you. And yes, I, I mean, ACE is science. It's just, um, yeah, if we can get the word out to people, well, one, to, so that they know they're not alone, uh, in these struggles uh, is huge, exactly. but to to know that there really is a science behind this, that this really does have an impact on their child as a future adult, um, you know, Absolutely. as well as through their childhood and as they as they mature. Um, yeah, beautiful, and what a gift. I mean, when I first heard of ACES science, it was probably 10 or 15 years ago, and I was, you know, just stunned, and I shouldn't have been stunned, but I was, and I thought, oh, this will change the world. You know, there will finally be mental health services <laughs> because the insurance companies will realize they need to do this. Uh, and it has been so slow in rolling it out and doing uh, public health. Like I think there should be health, public health campaigns um, addressed to parents. And if parents get the message, they're going to insist that there's trauma-informed counseling available, that there are trauma-informed schools, et cetera. You know, they need to drive, the people need to drive this movement. Um, the people with lived experience. Yes. Is, you know, that's the, that's the heart of this. Well, and the work you're doing, I mean, in this brochure, in this, these boots on the ground, and, and it's person by person, case by case, and saying, if, if once they can understand the, the science behind it, then they can go to the school administrators or go to, um, you know, write their congressman or whatever it is they feel compelled to do to try to make those changes and say, we have to have this. We have yes. to have this for our kids. And I mean, I've always focused on evidence-based treatments because of the type of work I was doing. I know there are many non-traditional 
um, treatments that you know people find very effective. But if if a person goes to a counseling agency or someone comes to their home to provide some kind of counseling, I want to make sure that 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 counselor has received some kind of training, some kind of evidence-based treatment training, um, so that there's a better chance that that people can move ahead. Yes, for sure. And and I'm I'm writing a book manuscript and I've been writing it for ever, but I, I just went back and reread my intro and I was talking about trauma-informed care and how, and now when I started writing this, this was seven years ago, it's been a, it's been a work in progress, but it's still, it's still trying to grab a hold. I mean, it, it is grabbing a hold, but um, you're right. It's just been such a slow process to, for it to come to life. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. So do you want to talk a little bit about, you know, some of these links and, and why it is that you felt yeah. compelled to, to share some of these? Yes. It might help to talk a little bit about the process. Okay. So sure. as frustrated as I was in my work, I started calling um, colleagues and friends in mental health and legal fields about well, what they thought about this idea. And, you know, this can help some people. Hopefully it'll help some people. Some people, they need a handoff. They need someone to show it to them um, and, and just bring up this subject because we know it's not necessarily a one-time see this brochure and you understand and you're going to go get help. But um, I was very fortunate. Um, I was uh, given a um, wonderful graduate student um, from the Boston University School of Public Health, Tricia Pauline Bellina. Um, and we, uh, we had like a brain trust. We had people from the Boston University School of Social Work, the Child Trauma Training Center at UMass Medical School, um, the Parent Professional Advocacy League. And we drafted this brochure. We brought um, drafts to this brain trust. And then my wonderful student and the Parent Professional Advocacy League created parent focus groups. So we could bring these drafts to the parents and ask for their feedback. And so they directly helped us to make this more effective with parents, with foster parents, with caregivers. Um, so, you know, there's all kinds of, of, every piece of this brochure has received feedback from very, all kinds of people with different ideas. And we had to make it as short and simple and simplify the language the best we could to make it as, as readable as possible. So there, first of all, there are all kinds of questions about even using the word trauma and would that um, scare people? You know, would they not pick it up? But we couldn't come up with another another name. <laughs> right. Well, I think the fact that you defined trauma, it it then explains to people, oh, okay, now I understand. I mean, it's, yes. Yeah. Can you scroll it down? Yeah, to, that's what I was just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's a typo. It's a typo there we go. pamphlet. Yeah. So um, what is trauma? And we struggled with this because there's so many different kinds of trauma, right? Right. And, um, People had other things they wanted us to add to the list. Um, and we were just kind of trying to come up with examples. And when we first started looking at this, I was really into the Western psychological, you know, episodic PTSD model of trauma. And then, of course, we've had to broaden that to look at there, there's broader types of trauma than just discrete episodes. But the kids that I would see would experience all of these you know, layer upon layer. I mean, they often called complex trauma or developmental trauma disorder. Um, and we don't want to, you know, diagnose people and, and 
create more stigma. But the idea is that when multiple events happen, chronic things happen, there's more likelihood that that there really needs to be uh, an intervention yeah. of, of people who know what they're doing to help a child and family. Yeah. So, well, this what yeah. is trauma? I mean, it, it really does implement so much of the ACEs questions, but I love it that you threw in bullying and those things that weren't really, weren't included in the the original ACEs, 10 questions, Um, because those things really do have, I worked in a mental health agency and bullying was such cyberbullying. It was just such a huge impact on kids. Um, Yeah. Um, and so then we have, we've got what you may see in children. And of course, this really differs on what a child's experience is and you know, what um, factors have been in their lives that have helped to keep them strong. Um, and, and it depends on age, right? Um, different children of different ages will behave differently. And some people will experience the trauma and they'll appear fine. You know, they won't exhibit any of these symptoms. But if they are exhibiting these symptoms, I want people to to make note of that. Um, You know, so often we would see kids in school where nobody could understand why they were misbehaving, why they were getting in trouble all the time, frustrating the heck out of school personnel and their families. And then they would be labeled bad, right? Which would just make everything worse. When everyone thinks of this kid and that's their identity as bad, um, we're, we're not making progress. Um, and you know, the, the question now is not what's happened to you, but but um, I mean, not what's what's wrong with you, but what has happened to you that we really need to think about history, about background, about experience and what has led to a child's behavior now. So I hope these are signposts for some people. If um, they notice these uh, these things, that they'll they'll seek additional help. Um, in the in the meantime, I, we the parents we met said, if your child has been traumatized, just this just this amount of information is overwhelming. And um, they said what we needed to say was, and we've got it in here. You took the first step by reading this. You now know more about trauma. You've done. You've you you've made progress just by learning it. And, and these are the things you can do. And and in Massachusetts, we're really lucky that we have a referral uh, source for trauma for trauma certified uh, mental health clinicians. Um, but if your child has been uh, traumatized, you may need lots of basic things. You may need housing. You may need medical care. You may need food. There are all kinds of, of basic uh, necessities to become safe. Um, that might be the first thing on your mind, not a trauma certified <laughs> therapist. So um, we are trying to link people with the Parent Professional Ad- Advocacy League, which has um, parents who are trained to help triage, yeah. to help people if they call them, who know the story, who know the difficulties, who know the challenges, the barriers. Um, and can really listen to parents and help navigate, you know, where do we go next? What do we need now? What's available? What, you know, what can we do so that they're not alone? Um, And then hopefully guide them towards more trauma-informed care and treatments. Yeah, I love, I had not heard of this before. And so when I read that part, call the Parent Professional Advocacy League, PPAL, ask for a family support specialist who is also a parent to help you and your family. 
I, that was one of those like brilliant aha kind of moments because yes, to talk to somebody a peer uh, who gets it. We know that trust and relationship is so key to any um, change, to any yeah. uh, learning. It's for people who are traumatized, they, they distrust people understandably because of what's happened in the past. So if we can build relationships every step of the way, you know, that's the key to progress. Yeah, beautiful. I love the idea. I have a visual of this, you know, as you spoke, of this being a seed. It, it's a seed that's being planted and these parents read it and absorb it and take it in and then it starts to blossom and uh, hopefully and take root and um, yeah, they utilize these, these resources and reach out and at least uh, go through and maybe check them off as they, as they work through it. So, yeah. And it may not be a one-time, here's the pamphlet and right. people run with it. They might, they might. And um, I mean, I talked to one woman who's an expert in, in healthcare and child's healthcare and her child was traumatized and she really struggled to find a trauma certified therapist and she said she would have just loved to have had this because she could have gone from point a to point b if she had the resource if she knew um so we know that there are so many barriers and so much stigma so much um pain you know people deny things that happen, minimize things that happen. They've been told they need to be strong um, that, and, and they need to move on. That's what often adults have been told before this trauma science has, has come to our attention. Right. Um, and so they tell their kids that or they just ignore it. And we know that that is so harmful and there's so many things now that we can do to make a difference. Oh, I mean, resilience is the answer in, in that that hashtag one caring adult um, is is huge. If you have that teacher, that parent, that grandparent, that that foster parent, somebody in that child's life who, yes, is is offering exactly. that support. Exactly. Absolutely. That saving person that that uh, child feels loved and knows and knows in their core that they're they're loved yeah i i score a 10 out of 10 on the aces assessment and i have people always ask me oh my gosh terry after they hear my story how did you survive all of that and i used to say i don't know and then once i understood aces science i said oh my grandma kitty oh my teacher in second grade oh my best friend's parents i had these i had these people in my life who um made me feel cared for and loved and um that i was worthy and it it really did create a huge huge difference in my life and how i was able to survive horrific trauma exactly it's much more than just evidence-based treatment there's things everyone can do to provide um to provide what kids need yeah. and i know Vicki haas has told her wonderful story on one of your previous episodes about the school bus driver um that oh. really took uh, care for a child that was in need. Um, yes, every day, every every person can be part of this change. Yes, absolutely. Well, and the work you're doing is just beautiful. And you are that one caring adult that's, well, and helping, helping with this, I mean, this brochure to help create more 
caring adults who then can impact child's, you know, the children's lives. So thank you. Thank you. All right. So how do uh, people get a hold of this brochure or get a hold of you if they have more questions? Okay. I think, um, I believe you have a link on your page because we have a link to the Family uh, Resource Centers of Massachusetts and it's on their page under trauma uh, and trainings. So there's a link um, that we can put on your Facebook or your website yeah. to, to the brochure that comes in the eight languages. Um, and you can download those brochures. Wonderful. All right. Well, is there anything else that you wanted to touch upon before we close out? You know, one important thing is that so often people, when they hear the trauma, the word trauma, they think damaged or damaged. And that is so wrong. <laughs> that is so wrong because with, with help and support, people are going to be stronger than ever. They're going to be stronger than they would have been prior to what has happened to them. Um, and that that we're stronger. I mean, there's a famous book, we're stronger at the healing, that it was stronger at the broken places, right? Yeah. And if there's anything I want to get across, it's that, and that we have to start thinking about what's happened to you. And I know um, Oprah and um, Bruce Perry are coming out with a new book with that as in part of the title. So I'm really excited to see that because I think um, they can make a big difference in how people think about this. And that is not just one child, one family, one school, but so many systems and organizations that need to start and communities that need to start thinking about this. Yes, for sure. And yeah, I love what you just said. It, it's not just surviving, but that you, there are thrivers, those yeah. who can thrive after trauma. And, yeah. um, and it is about, um, yeah, the resilience part of it and, and uh, that healing is possible. I thought forever I was quote unquote broken. Mm -hmm. um, and then learning about brain plasticity, we can rewire the brain. We can, yeah. we can um, fix those, those trauma injuries um, and heal them. And it's, it's wonderful. It's just, it gave me so much hope uh, to know that um, healing was possible. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. Well, thank you for joining me today on the Healing Place podcast. And thank you for the work you've done to uh, put this brochure out into the world. Um, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing it. And if people would contact me, if they have ideas on where to share it and who to talk to, I, that's how I make progress with this brochure is through, through people. Okay. Wonderful. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Well, everyone, thank you for joining us today on the Healing Place podcast. And remember, until next time, be gentle with yourself. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening today to the Healing Place podcast with your host and trauma warrior, Terry Welbrock. If you enjoyed this episode and want to learn more about Terry, her mission, and the Hope for Healing journey, visit Terry's website at www.terrywellbrock.com. Thank you for liking, commenting, sharing, and offering your reviews on our YouTube channel, audio outlets, and Facebook page. And as Terry reminds us, until next time, remember, be gentle with yourself. Mm -hmm.